Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Wow, it's been a week. Two weeks? To be real, what time is it? <laughs> what time is it? What day is it? What week is it? We don't know. Well, whatever it is, it's time for this thing that we love, which is to shout out our patrons. <laughs> Maybe we did it a week ago. Maybe never before. Has Who it all been say? a dream? It's the first time. It always feels like the first time because it, it's so exciting every time. And, and we're going to start with a, a champion for actors' rights. Thrilled to have him uh, along for this journey. Mm-hmm. I've been watching The Bachelorette. Um, it's Abby West. <laughs> Welcome, Abby. Um, uh, another group of people who, who are hopefully here for the right reasons. Those reasons being <laughs> they <laughs> love boats and ships. Um, they're vessel heads, and they are... Krista Menezes, Sarah, James Draper, and Caleb Dillon. Welcome. I probably said some names wrong. Um, welcome aboard, Vessel welcome, Heads. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, and another group of people we're so happy to have are the newest members of Tony fucking Colette's Inner Circle. Um and the new members of the circle are Madeline Wilson, Sunny, Chef DKO, Megan, Paige Dunlap, Janelle Pratt, and Juan Fihar. Well, you guys are gonna fuck. Guys are gonna fucking love it here. I just know it. Oh my gosh! I ho- yeah, you're gonna love it. We love it, and we love to have you. Alrighty, now we get to do the people who have really leveled up this week. They are our amazing upgrades. Thank you guys so much for supporting us and for upgrading your accounts this week. Um, We have Alex Corgett, Lisa Dixon, and Emily Heston. Thank you guys. We love you so much. You're the goddamn best. Yay. We love you. We love you Unconditionally forever. Forever. (laughs) Uh, Enjoy the episode. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone welcome to too scary didn't watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves i'm emily and i am too scared to watch scary movies i'm henley and i'm also too scared to watch scary movies i'm sammy and i like watching scary movies and i like telling emily and henley about them spooking them good spooking them she likes to spook us so good at spooking us um (laughs) what is up with us probably nothing huh probably nothing Mm. <laughs> yeah absolutely nothing i honestly um, don't have anything fun what what happened to me this week nothing interesting i wanted to say a a, a thank you to everyone who tagged us in in your spotify <gasps> That's so true yeah that was very fun for us to see and ooh, it just made us feel so good 
It really did. Oh, it's so nice. It's so cool. Yeah, it was such an exciting like two days of starting to see. Like, I know. I've never had such an exciting. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I wasn't, <laughs> what, what else do they listen to if they listen to us? And like, that was really cool, too. Yeah. Seeing the uh-huh. other things that people were listening to. I think I texted you guys. I was like, I was like, three people have shouted us out on their Spotify playlist or whatever. We were so excited. And then it ended up being so many more than that. And I would have just been so excited if it had only been three people. We are incredibly flattered. Yeah, I feel thank you. incredibly <laughs> flattered and honored, honestly honored, honored to, to be able to do a thing that, that you guys listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're shouting things out, thanking, thanking folks, I'd like to thank um, the reviewer who mentioned Riverdale. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Thank you so much for the great review. And also, thank you for the reminder that I got to get back into Riverdale. I will say I have dreams about the cast of Riverdale fairly often. No way. <laughs> Do you really? I, I, sw- I swear. Oh, my God. Yes. I love that. I had one like a week ago. That's amazing. Mostly like, Cole. Yeah, it's, is, it, is it Cole? Is it KJ it's mostly Apa? Cole. Oh, it's mostly Cole. KJ is a featured player, though, I would say. just I've often I've often had dreams. That makes it sound like they're all sexual. They're not. Some of them are. But <laughs> it is mainly that I'm like, I'm like, I'm also hanging out with the cast of Riverdale. Yeah, like you, you attend Riverdale High, maybe. Uh, yeah, I like have had many dreams where in the morning I'm like, oh, man, we're not actually friends. <laughs> just look, thank you to all of you. Yeah, thank you, you guys. We love you. Thank you for being the absolute fucking best in the whole world. I was just going to say another thing that's up only for me right now, because, again, we do not live in the same place anymore. (laughs) So Los Angeles is shut down again, Mm -hmm. which is important because things are very, 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 very bad. Some of you don't like it when we talk about how things are bad. <laughs> but um, but look, I don't like it either. It's just true. Um, things are really bad. So just everybody just please keep being careful and safe. And, and you know, just like this is temporary, but we have to you we got to just get through it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'm also not going to be working for the next few weeks be- just because my work is shut down. I didn't get laid off again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, give me some recommendations for like new things to watch because I flew through the freaking crown. Mm-hmm. A new podcast. See me. I've started listening to Game of Roses. Oh, yeah. Um, it's super fun. And I've never really been a podcast person because I get overwhelmed by the amount of options. But now that I like will be crafting a lot and sitting and need things to listen to, I'm like, wait, I should get behind some podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so anyway, I'm looking for Rex, <laughs> which, Sammy, do you have a segue? <laughs> Ooh, perfect. That was smooth. And it's really smooth the way I addressed it, right? I, yes. It's a segue in many ways because <laughs> one on the on the quarantine front, speaking Ooh. of quarantines, since we are entering lockdown phase <laughs> Number two, we figured why not get back into some quarantine themed horror mm-hmm. and the wreck that I have. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. it never ends. <laughs> is this week's movie, which is Wreck. It came out in 2007, directed by Jaume Balaguerro, Paco Plaza, written by Jaume Balaguerro, Paco Plaza, and Luiso Berdejo. Starring Manuela Velasco, Ferran Terraza, Jorge Yamam Serrano, Pablo Rosso, 
and Javier Botet. Javier Botet was mama. I was hoping you didn't know that, but yes. Oh, damn. Sorry. No, I, I mean, just remember. It's okay. Yeah, I, I did a lot of research about, about Javier Botet. Me too. He's a fascinating guy. And then that led me on a Doug Jones uh-huh. rap hole mm-hmm. too, which is like similar but different, but mm-hmm. um, fascinating. Yeah, Javier Botet has Marfan syndrome. I won't say. Never mind. I'll keep it. I'll keep it a secret for now. Okay, for now. <laughs> I wait. I did not realize. So, first of all, is this movie in Spanish? Yes. Ooh. Second of all. I don't when you said quarantine horror, I just assumed it was another movie like host that came out like now, no, but no. it's not. No, it is um a found footage uh Spanish horror film that just focuses on like a building being quarantined. Ooh. So the content is quarantine. I thought the same thing, okay. Emily, when I heard that it was another quarantine one. I figured it was a recent guy. So, listeners, now you know how little work Henley and I put in <laughs> in of recording an episode. <laughs> sorry, um, Sammy. Sorry, Sammy. Had you but put really excited? A lot of a lot of listeners have recommended this one, especially after we did host. A lot of people wrote in and said we should do rec. Um, I'd never heard of it before all the recommendations. Sammy or Emily, had you guys heard of this one? No, I had definitely heard of it, um, but I had never seen it. And I'm very glad that I've seen it now. It's super fucking good and very scary. Is it very scary? Very scary. You guys are going to hate it. (laughs) Before recording this episode, my mom asked me if this would be an episode she'd be able to listen to. And now I'm like, well, well, we'll find out by the end of this episode if it's when she can do. Welcome to Cocktail Hour, the best part of every week. And this week's drink is a Rage Gin and Tonic. This is a Spanish gin and tonic that uses gin mare, which is a Mediterranean gin distilled with olives, rosemary, thyme, and basil. To make this drink, you will combine two ounces of gin mare with a sprig of basil and a dash of extra virgin olive oil. You will top with five ounces of tonic and serve over ice. And if you don't have gin mare, but you'd still like to make a Spanish-themed cocktail, you can always do uh, a classic red wine and Coke or red wine and Sprite. I'm not joking. Those are real drinks you can get in Spain. And guess what? They are delicious. So serve yourself something good and cheers. Is there any trivia on it? We got some trivia. So... It is a found footage film kind of in the style of of like a a, it's like a woman that's some like a TV reporter talking to camera. She's like out on a shoot type thing. Mm. And um, the actress who plays her, her name is Manuela Velasco, and she really is a TV presenter. So that's fun. um, She was great in it. And the budget was two million. It made thirty two million Nice. Not as huge of a return as some other found footage films we know. Sure, but sure. But I will say... I would take a 30 million return. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still, yeah, it's still very good. But it's not not Blair Witch or Paranormal Numbers. But it is Spanish and it was not like popular, I don't think, in America until in 2008 they did an English language remake of it called Quarantine. And after that came out, they then like re-release this or maybe even like release this for the first time in in america 
And so I think it got more popular after the remake came out. Do you think filmmakers are like pissed when their movie gets remade or is it because I mean, then it's an opportunity to go, hey, this is actually the the movie that you want to watch. (laughs) Or do you think they get bummed out that then it's like, well, somebody else took it. Filmmakers weigh in. Uh, yeah, I let think us know. You got to go the Michael Haneke route, who um, made the original Funny Games and the American remake Funny Games. Oh, you got to do them both. That's the trick. That's the trick. It's, it's I didn't know for so long that freaking um, The Departed is a full remake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a Chinese film. Mm-hmm. I've only seen the Chinese version, which is, I don't know, maybe not common. And, and it's really good. So I won't watch the regular Departed because I'm like, I've already seen it. Yeah. I mean, I think remakes in general are usually worse. Also, I'm sorry. I just said regular Departed to refer to the remake. That's not not that's there. No, one's not regular. <laughs> well, one's not called the Departed, right? That's true. Right. No, it's Infernal Affairs is the is the um, yeah. English title. Yeah. But I don't know. I just hated myself just now for saying that. Yeah, I didn't well, even notice you said I that. I didn't either. I which is, flagged it immediately and... Now I hate myself too. Yeah, I hate myself <laughs> too. Uh, the most horrifying thing as always is our own brains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what were we... What were we talking about, Sammy? <laughs> I will say that this movie has three sequels. There are four rec films in total. Um, and I've heard the sequels are all pretty good. Um, this is another film that was filmed chronologically. That's always noted in the trivia, and it's just an interesting thing that some movies do. I kind of get it for like horror. I was going to say for horror especially, it does. I like Because you want to, yeah, it, I think probably for, for acting, it probably helps to ramp up your performance as you go and then kind of. Another one that I feel like should, genre that should record or film chronologically that doesn't is is like a, a romance i feel yes. like often you hear stories oh my about god like yeah day one on set we had our sex yes, scene yes yes um, which is and i i have not i've never done anything that intense but i have had like okay first day you're gonna make out and it's like i don't know not that it ever gets more normal but it is just a weird way to go i'm also thinking about like found footage in particular like think if a blair witch project was filmed like way out of order wouldn't that confuse the actors you know what i mean to try to do found footage out of order feels like extremely difficult the continuity would be would feel very tricky Mm -hmm. i think it's always tricky but that might make it really yeah and these actors were not given full scripts i think they were given like i feel like is that a common in found footage because like they're also like the filmmakers in a way. They usually hire like not. Wait, if the whole point is to feel like not not a movie, an actor, right? like, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. footage. It's not mm-hmm. a movie, right? Yeah, so it shouldn't feel like super rehearsed. I guess makes me wonder how many takes they do of things in in movies like this. I have a lot of questions about found footage. Films. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm really curious. well because there's. I mean. The goal of them must like or not the goal, but like they look like sloppy in a way because it's supposed to be handheld, mm-hmm. a non-professional. But they're so like meticulously crafted like you, it can't be sloppy and shitty. Yeah, it's not careless. Yeah. Right. It has it almost has to be more yeah. intentional because you can't make up for anything. Like I'm thinking about like it's also by it in- inherently or maybe not. Maybe they find a way to fake it. 
single cam, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like you can't get multiple angles of something. You can't get coverage right. of one person's face and then the others. Like you get the one thing that you get. Right. So from a filmmaking standpoint, yeah. it is, it's super impressive found footage films. I, I, through this podcast have just gotten much more of an appreciation for found footage films. Are there found footage films that aren't horror? I think so. That might be bad. <laughs> Which maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are movies that are that that aren't bad, but I don't know that I want to see like a handheld rom-com. You know what I mean? Was that like J.J. <laughs> Abrams movie technically found footage? The one with the alien and the kids? Yeah, Cloverfield. Super 8? Oh, Super, oh, Super 8, 8, no. Oh, okay. no, 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 it's Super there are parts that are like what they film because they're making a movie, but the film itself is. Okay. But Cloverfield Very is fan footage, but I guess it's horror. That's horror, yeah. And then I wrote this down. Oh, wait. First, it, it, there's no sets built. This is filmed in a real building in Barcelona on the mm-hmm. Rambla de Catalunya, and it, it follows some firemen, and I just wrote this down because I thought it was funny. The directors toyed with the idea of following policemen, but decided to go with firemen as they tend to be more popular and accepted. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Honestly, Especially yeah. true yep. nowadays. <laughs> yep. Especially true nowadays. But it's like, yeah, firemen are... Firemen. Fire people? What do we call them? Firefighters. Firefighters. Also, my dad was a firefighter my whole life. My dad's career was a firefighter. What? Why don't I know the word? Anyway, um, the fire people, they are first responders that don't have guns, right? Like they respond yeah, right. to emergencies. You call 911, you get fire people and they aren't, but they all, they can't arrest you and they, they don't It can't you escalate to them killing you. Yeah. Their, their job is to help you and save you. They feel only. like actual public servants, not military people there too thank you fire people we love what you do fire people we love you (laughs) oh i'm an embarrassment honestly firefighter now sounds like a made-up name firefighter firefighter it does sound silly like Like it's almost like my job what do i do i'm a firefighter yeah i fight (laughs) fires which is fucking cool it's literally what they're doing a fight fire. I mean, they are fighting <laughs> fires and it's amazing. They are and it's dangerous. And again, thank you, fire, for what you do. It's a, a hard, important job. It's so hard. Especially out here in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for what you do. Mm-hmm. And in Spanish, the word for firefighter is bombero, which is a fun Ooh, word. Very nice. That's all I got. So let's watch this freaking trailer. <gasps> let's watch it.
the quality of the screams of that child, maybe child. Um, oh my god! It like, oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard. There's something about the <laughs> the sound design in this is wild. God. The screams. It's also it's like nonstop screaming the whole movie. I, feel oh, like. <laughs> I couldn't even handle no. it in the trailer. I was like, I'm glad I don't have to listen to the screaming anymore. It's only yeah, been it's, like 30 seconds of it. At the very beginning, just the shot of them like walking into a building. It looked so Spanish to me. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want to watch this movie. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to watch this movie. Ugh. Oh, my God. Sammy, tell us everything. <laughs> start from the very beginning. Sammy, this time, start from the beginning. Okay? <laughs> Stop starting in the goddamn middle Don't. of the movie. You just start in willy-nilly anywhere you want. I hate it. Start at the beginning. Okay. So. Ooh, I'm really excited. I really fucking liked this movie. Ooh, this is fun. Okay, let's hear it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, so we open on our protagonist, Angela. We meet Angela. She is a TV presenter. Not a reporter. She works for a show called While You Were Sleeping. And so it's her and her cameraman. Her cameraman's name is Pablo. And and they're kind of setting up a shot. She's in a fire station and talks straight to camera. Like, 
tonight on while you were sleeping we will be following a a group of firemen on their nightly activities if they get a call we'll follow them we're just gonna see like a day in the life of a fireman we see like they after she's recorded her little intro they're kind of walking around talking to a few of the firemen and um pablo's still recording this is just to you know set up the recording device he's filming a lot of the time a lot of it is it's like real time Mm-hmm. That's the thing I like about found footage movies is the 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 justification for the camera is always a fun little trick. It, um, yeah, it's fun, and there's it's it's a fun element. There's times where she's like, if it gets boring, cut. So there's times where it just like cuts out and then starts again. I love that too. <laughs> I love it's very it's a super interesting technique. It's fun. Um, so they. Are in the fire station. We meet two firefighters that are kind of their handlers, I guess. Um, and th- their names are Alex and Manu. And they show them like the, the fire trucks and the little pole that they slide down and um, the dining hall and whatever. Some of the some of the firemen are asleep. It's kind of quiet, and you can see that Angela is like wanting something to happen. She's like wants that alarm to go off because mm-hmm. she's bored. Um, but she gets a little interview with Alex and she's like, okay, let's, uh, let's have a little interview in front of the camera. And she basically is like, what's a regular night like? And he's like, well, it's usually pretty, pretty boring, actually. Like people think we're fighting fires nonstop, but usually we, we don't get calls or if they do, it's like someone, uh, locked their keys in um, whatever. I don't know. Like they get like less exciting ca- calls than you an- imagine. And she's like, well, hopefully something exciting happens tonight. <laughs> oh, be careful what you wish for, Angela. <laughs> Which, yeah, be as, careful, Angela. As a viewer, you're like, oh, I think you might. I think you might get something very <laughs> well, exciting. Like, and, and you won't. And we're watching an episode <laughs> of While You Were Sleeping and it's boring. I like this idea for a show, though. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. While You Were Sleeping. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should I like it that. too. I bet something. And it definitely I'm sounds sure it exists, spooky, mm-hmm. but it's, but it seems like they're presenting it as it's not spooky. It's just but like while you're, I imagine it more as like a, yeah, like a documentary, like a like almost like a dirty jobs type thing, like just right. Like Here seeing... are all the things you don't think about that uh-huh. go on mm-hmm. when you're night. leading your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people who have the night shift. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So her, her and Pablo are kind of wandering around. They're like, oh, is anything going to happen? Finally, that alarm rings. Everyone jumps out of their beds. The firemen slide down the fireman pole. And Pablo's like, I can't slide down with the camera, which I thought was funny. And she's like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, like, let's run. Over. So they have to, like, go a different route. Angela and Pablo get in the fire truck with Alex and Manu. And on the drive there, they are informed that they've gotten a call that an old woman is locked in her apartment stuck in her apartment so they get they drive they get there um uh, this is all like incredibly shaky cam by the way because not all of it but for the most part like he's just kind of running after like not trying to get great Mm -hmm. footage most of the time so it's like very very shaky cam so they go in there's some police already there they're making their own alternate movie there's an alternate (laughs) wreck that is following those police officers (laughs) Um, but so you know how Barcelona has apartment buildings are sometimes like connected to shops on the ground floor with the mm-hmm. the metal especially kind in of that shutter- zone yeah that, like Las Ramblas is like a mm-hmm. 
big commercial district. Yeah. 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 And so they go into the, the basically like bottom ground floor of this apartment building and a few of the residents are already downstairs kind of looking shaken up and they come in and they're like, we heard screaming. She was screaming. And it's kind of, like, there's a super frantic energy to this whole movie. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. um, so we see like a, a woman and her daughter are, people are like in their pajamas and there's a woman holding her daughter. She's like, I'm the one that called the police. Like, um, the woman was screaming. We can't get her out. Okay, so the woman herself didn't call. Somebody else Somebody called. Somebody else called. Because of the screaming, and it appears she's locked in. Yes. Not great. Not good. So they go up to... Oh, and we kind of learn that this woman is a little weird. She never really goes out. Mm. No one knows her too well. And so they start. They go upstairs to go to her room. The staircase is super claustrophobic. It's like a, a tight little staircase that wraps around each floor. So like kind oh. of a spirally staircase. This is unrelated, but it, oh my god, that reminds me of when I moved to Spain to study abroad. My building didn't have an elevator because they're like these old little yeah buildings in Spain, and it, um I was on the fifth floor, which is the sixth floor because there they do mm. like. Ground floor and then one and then two and then three. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I had moved there, so I had a huge fucking suitcase full of everything. And I didn't entirely know where I was going. And this little white girl that doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. And I like chugged, pulled this like 50 pound suitcase up six flights of stairs <laughs> in this teeny, teeny stairwell <laughs> and like making all this noise. And it's all these little Spanish ladies in their apartments. And so when I met my host, I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was very That's not cute. how I wanted to start things. Um, so I'm very, I'm like triggered. I was going to say this, this movie's going to be triggering for you because the no, staircase no more, comes into play a few oh times. Boy. Oh boy. I hope there's no suitcases. <laughs> no suitcases. Okay, good. Um, but so they're all kind of running up the stairs. They, the firemen talk a bit with the, the cops. There's two cops that come in with them. So we've got two cops and two firemen and, uh, Angela and Pablo and the cops are like very much like stop filming stop fil-. like every time they turn to camera they're like turn the camera off and or like why are you here and Angela is very much like we have permission to be here like Pablo keep filming keep filming and they're running upstairs trying to get into the old woman's room the door they use like a mallet to open the door hmm. They like bust it open. They go into her house. There's a long, skinny hallway. And at the end of the hallway, you just see her like silhouetted mm. and wearing what can only be described as a nasty nightgown. Oh my God. Yeah, Wait, that that's sense. not what we saw in the trailer, right? That was a child we saw right. in the trailer. Right. Okay. 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 And she is just moving a little weird moving Uh-oh. in not a normal way no. is that javier botet sorry don't tell me <laughs> i won't tell you they move closer to her and we see that she is covered in blood oh god uh-oh. and um they're trying to calm her down she's kind of um she's just breathing really heavily they're like ma'am ma'am it's okay they find out her name is conchita they're like conchita it's okay it's okay we're gonna get you help we're gonna get you out of here they get her like kind of calm for a second and it's like the one of the cops is the one closest to her and he's like it's going to be okay ma'am we're like going to get you the help you need as he turns back to 
everyone else, she lunges at him, <gasps> knocks him down, starts biting him. Oh, no. Ugh, zombies. This is someone else's blood all over her. Ugh. Right? And and the cop is screaming, and they run to like pull her off of him. And as they're pulling her off, she has like his skin in it, her mouth, <gasps> yes! and it shows it like ripping off her like uh, a foot. Ooh, a it's, foot? I mean, it's long, like tendons or no! something. Ew! Sammy, from no. It. And she has normal human teeth. I guess human teeth are pretty strong. Yeah. I do not like the use of the word tendons in that description. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and one other thing she did that was really disturbing to me is she pulls up her skirt and you just see her underwear. And there's a few shots where you see people's underwear in it and in this. And it's just really unsettling because uh, why can't I put words to it? But it's it's just like. Shows that you're not in your right mind, I guess, right? It's yeah, like, I th- oh. yes, I think that's what it is. It is just like, we don't do that. Why are you right. doing it's that? It's like not the not the norm. Like it's, yeah, just not so normal, you, like oh. social behavior. Right. And so you like know something is wrong. Oh, I was about to say Conchita is such a sweet little name. I wish I, I wish we had names like Conchita, but she's not sweet. No. So they, um, they pick up the injured policeman carry him downstairs screaming i mean angela's screaming pablo's screaming I've, it's all, all very intense and they're running him down they're like we got to get him to the hospital they run down to the first floor and try to open the door and they can't it is locked no no no, no and no, it no. has plastic sheeting on the front and like we see like police lights coming from outside yeah, because there's all those people outside. And from a loudspeaker from outside, we hear that this building, health authorities have sealed off this building for safety reasons. Oh, my God. There are officers in there with you. Please follow their orders. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I mean, shit like that really is the scariest fucking thing. Yeah. I know we're in a version of it now. It's not quite the same, but that <laughs> is quite so... Quite the same. No, it's not quite the same. <laughs> there, there are slight, slight variations. Um, but wow, that is so scary. Oh my God. Wouldn't you just do everything you could to get out of there? Like, is I there... Would, yes. Yes. Where's the mallet? Yeah. Give me the fucking yeah. mallet. And so the, yeah. fireman, the fireman is doing that. He's like, he's going to the other side of the apartment building trying to open up that um also like what happened in the last fucking 15 minutes where you had to seal this building down yeah like can you get right. some of us out of here like what we've only been here 15 minutes um yeah so this is also yeah 15 minutes into the movie and it just like does not let up from this moment on oh, our inciting no. incident <laughs> so the screams begin now Sammy, you're going to have to mimic some of the screaming. Oh, my God. It's going to be. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> um, but OK, so, yeah, the fireman is trying to find a way out. He opens the metal like gate thing that goes to he's like, what's through here? They say it's a textile shop on the other side. So he's trying to find a way out. They run to that side. It's locked down over there, too. There's there's cops outside that one saying Stay away from the glass like you can't come out. The cop 
gets like immediately on a power trip because they have like announced that he's in charge basically through the loudspeaker they're like just like follow the officer's orders inside and you see like this cop just immediately be like i'm in charge (laughs) and so he's like screaming what an interesting trivia to read that they they decided to not make cops the protagonist so they instead very clearly make them the villain (laughs) well done i buy it I mean, I guess at this moment, Conchita is kind of the villain, but mm. I'm going to bet that Conchita, it's not her fault. Yeah, it's not her fault. She became a zombie. Goddamn motherfucking zombie. Um, But so the cop is like screaming at Angela to stop filming and she screams at him so good and is like, like, we have a right to be filming what's going on in here. Like something wrong is happening and we're fucking filming it. Like... Don't tell us to Film stop cops. filming. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find another door out. The mom and her daughter are, uh, she's screaming like, my husband just went out to get my daughter's medication. Like, she's sick. Um, she needs her. Oh, they're still inside the building? Everyone is still inside the building that lives oh, in the building. I thought they were all outside. No, they're inside with the firemen, the people. cops. And- so. Then who's outside? Just the rest of the cops? A lot of like, it seems like almost like a SWAT team is outside. Mm. Okay. So when we first arrived, all the people that were there, they were like on the ground floor inside the building. Mm -hmm. Yes. I see. Okay. In like the lobby or whatever. Right. Okay. So they're Mm -hmm. all kind of still in the lobby and this mom is starting to panic. Like my, my husband is out there with medication. My daughter is sick. We need to get the fuck out of here. And as they're, everyone's like screaming at each other, a body falls from (gasps) the, between the staircase and hits the ground so hard. It's a big jump scare. Everyone screams. And someone runs to go help the, the guy. Who, it is Alex, the other fireman that was. Uh, who fell? Yeah, well, fell. We're not sure. Oh, no. Fall, oh, false, false seems unlikely. No. But he, uh, his head almost explodes. I mean, oh, it's so, it's so, it looks very bad. And someone goes to like grab him and they're like, don't move him. Don't move him. Where did he come from? How far above? It, I mean, the force of impact looked like, I think it's only a six floor building, but it looks like he must have fallen from at least floor four. I think floor four is where the old woman's apartment is. And he, he was still there. Yikes. I guess when so. We brought the cop down. Oh no. Oh, um so now there's two critically injured people and they're like we need medical attention in here everyone is freaking the fuck he's out he's not dead yeah it sounds he's not like dead he yet his head exploded i know it didn't ex- i mean it just looks really bad but it's pretty pretty smashed it Ooh, looks very smashed I hate, but i guess I, hate that. I wish he was just dead because it's worse honestly to just have a suffering person mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. especially oh. in the when you he can't go to the hospital mm-hmm. um and then there's we start getting our screams coming from upstairs. Uh, we just hear horrible, horrible screams. All of the screams in this mo- movie, well, no, I guess there's regular screams, but a lot of the screams are very animalistic, very non-human sounding screams. And <sighs> so they hear that. They go to like, uh, I think the cop and the other fireman, uh, uh, Manu, and the 
in cop in in charge run up back to the room he says to the camera pablo and angela stop filming and they follow and continue to film they go back into the old woman's room they don't see her they're going down the hallway if she's not she's not there they can't looks empty and quiet or following going down the spooky hallway they, they left her there when they pulled the cop I, out i think they just ran to try to get out of the building right except for maybe alex yeah i think mm. so and so now they're they're back in and then a girl runs across the hallway like a teenage girl holding her arm and screaming like holding her arm as if she's been bit she collapses and falls down in front of them without anything happening and they're like oh my god like she's dead she has died oh no and then we see Conchita reemerge back where she was before covered in more blood than ever and <laughs> she charges at them how old is Conchita I would say 70s or 80s oh wow, wow. And she charges at them and with that horrible scream, like, ah! <laughs> I, was oh try. I can't do an impression. I don't know why I even <laughs> tried, but, and the cop shoots her. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Things are just going to get worse. And so <laughs> our cop who's been bitten, bitten, uh-huh. yep. not bit, isn't, is bleeding out right now. He's with us still. I think he's on the ground floor. They left him like per- leaning up against the wall, so they're not carrying him. But yes, he is—he is bleeding out. Not going to be good. There's also an old couple down there. There's a Japanese family. Um, I tried to look up on IMDb um, their names, and a lot of the people in this movie are just like called. Like the older couple is abuelo and abuela. The Japanese family is just Japanese man, Japanese woman, Japanese boy. Uh, the mother is just credited as hysterical mother. Um, and then there's also an older Spanish man, and his name is Caesar. And so they're all kind of staying down in the lobby, freaking out. Yeah. Now there's two dead people, two very, very badly injured people, and they're just the like... arm girl and Conchita. Uh-huh. Dead, mm-hmm. okay. And they're like, we need to get out of here. They go back. They find another side, uh, like through a house, one of the apartments, I guess. They find there's like a, you know, window to a fire escape or whatever. They try to go there. People are on outside of that. They're putting down like plastic tarp right at that moment. Mm. And they're like, stay away from the windows. Uh, BNC protocol has been enacted. A health inspector will be coming in soon. Uh, Angela's like, what the fuck is Man, BNC? What's happening? Happen so late in Spain. It's like they don't even care that it's midnight. <laughs> they have people on the job just ready to do an inspection. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Mm-hmm. They've had their siestas. They're ready to go. They stay up so late. <laughs> I couldn't possibly do it. God, no, not in these daylight saving times hours at 5 p.m. I'm like, ready. It? I'm ready for bed. <sighs> Angela's like, what the fuck is BNC? What is happening? What is going on? This must be illegal. And the firefighter looks a little concerned and he's like, BNC means biological, nuclear, chemical. Oh, God. Um, oh, there's one more pers- resident in the building. 
His name is Guillaume. That Guillaume. Guillaume. And he is like the building manager and he is also a medical intern. And so he kind of gets the two injured people set up in on tables in like the textile shop and is kind of trying to do some very quick and dirty help. To, like, I love that in a horror movie <laughs> where you have someone who's like, I know some stuff. Yeah. And it's very fun. Certainly not enough. <laughs> um, we get some real good shots of their bites, which are bad. Oh, the Alex is also has a bite right on his face. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, gross. So he is alive and with a smashed head and a bitten face. He is not well, but he is alive. What is the lighting like at this point? Is it like... Good question, Henley. Is it like fully bright? Is it dark? Do they have all the lights on? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I, you know, you know, Henley, you're not going to like it. I would call it a, fl- a fluorescent quality. Okay. That changes it changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it is obviously nighttime, but... They don't have warm lighting, at least. It's not too warm. It's not soft. It's not warm. <laughs> it's not cozy. It's like no. lob. It's like lobby lighting, you know. Yeah, it's not like, flattering. Mm-hmm. Not okay. Mm-hmm. Cold, um, harsh lighting. Got it. Mm-hmm. No thanks. Sterile, sterile. Lighting. Not a fan. So then Angela's talking straight to camera again. She says it's two a.m. You know, we, we've been in here for hours. They're not letting us out. We have. Two very injured people who need um, medical attention, and she goes to interview Guillaume. Guillaume. I'm assuming. That's a name I know, so I feel like it's Guillaume. G-U-I-L-L-A-M-E, right? Or something like that? A-U-M-E? Guillaume. 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 Oh, Guillaume? I don't know. (laughs) Um, So she kind of interviews him, and he's like, yeah, I've never, I mean... Never been in a situation this serious. Like, this is really bad. He also says, like, the fact that an old woman did this to, like, two adult men is really confusing. And I don't know how she did that. And so hopefully, like, once the health inspector comes in, he can tell us what's going on. Because, like, this isn't normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's also not normal for old ladies to bite people. Yeah, that's a little out of whack, too. Age aside, I don't feel like I feel like that's maybe the point to focus on. <laughs> good. And good I'm going to now that I've heard I'm going to go with Guillaume anyway. OK, Guillaume. So so Angela goes and interviews kind of a few of the residents. She interviews the Japanese woman and the little girl, Yennefer. She's seven and she's like interviewing her and she's like, and you're feeling sick. You need your medication. And little girl's like, yeah, and my dog is sick, too. He's at the vet. Like, I miss my dog. Hmm. What happened to your dog, Yennefer? Did the old lady bite him? <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely safer at the vet than in this goddamn horror movie. So and then she interviews the mom and the mom is like, I'm absolutely going to sue. Like the second we get out of here, I'm suing. Like who? Who is she suing? I don't know. Then they interview the older Spanish man, Caesar, and he's like combing his hair and seemingly excited to like be on camera. Like maybe uh, maybe uh, he wanted to be an actor, gives off. He's got like oh, a neck. He's like a, got a kerchief on his neck and a like thin little mustache. <laughs> and he's like, are you rolling? And they're like, no, not yet. But they are. 
and um he like is combing his hair they're like if you have one side that you prefer over the other and then the camera it like jump cuts to him like sitting the other way like facing the camera the other way <laughs> that really made me laugh that's fun <laughs> and then he says it's the chinese they eat raw food uh chinese japanese oh, no. i don't know what? he's just like super racist right off the bat and then the main cop has gotten some information i guess they, they have like i'm sorry Sammy, would you call him a top cop i guess i would top call him the cop. top cop that's the technical but term to be to to be fair i do think the other cop might have been the top cop and uh, i think that's why this cop is getting a bit of a complex because he's, he's not been in charge before mm-hmm. so he says that the health inspectors coming in i guess he got some information through his walkie-talkie they told him health inspectors coming in they'll need there's a possible infection in here they're going to need blood samples. Yeah, I say there is one. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to need blood samples from everyone. And he's basically doing a roll call to make sure everyone is down in the lobby. He's like, who lives in apartment 1A? Who lives in apartment 1B? Um, he talks to the Japanese woman and she says, um, my father is upstairs in his room because he is ill and they're all like, he's ill. It's him. It's him. And these racist motherfuckers. I know. And the and they're like, what she means to say is that he's like paralytic and in bed and like can't mm. come downstairs. Go down yeah. Mm. Yeah. And the mom is a real bitch and is like, what if he's the reason all of this is happening? Mm. Um, tensions are high constantly in this movie it's never a relaxing moment a thing that i feel like is a universal truth is that humans pretty much don't act their best under pressure like this definitely not fear brings out the worst in people Mm -hmm. pretty ugly and gross and bad yeah Mm mm-hmm they're they're doing the roll call. They're like, who's in this? Who's in this? And they're like, is anyone in the penthouse? And the um, GM says, um, that's owned by some guy from Madrid. He hasn't been here in years. It's basically just like empty. It's been sitting empty for years. Mm. And so everybody else is down there. And so the health inspector comes in, cuts through the like plastic sheet that's quarantining the building. He is in full hazmat suit. Everyone that we see like get little peeks of outside the doors are in hazmat suits. You hate to see it. And the yeah doctor comes in and he's like, give me a rundown. What's happened? They're like, we've got these two injured people. He's like, okay, take me, take me to them and like keep everybody else together down here. Like, I don't want anybody out of sight. Like, I want to know where everybody is at all times, basically. And he also is like, why the hell is there a TV crew in here? Turn that off. Um, they follow and them. And Angela's like, does nobody watch my show? I have a freaking <laughs> show on TV. Does nobody know who I am? Does nobody recognize me? <laughs> uh, so the, the Pablo and Angela follow the doctor and t- the new top cop and Manu. They Manu and the cop close the door on them. They're like, no, you're not fucking coming in. You're not filming this. So they find... Uh, like another another side of the room they climb up on a table where they can film through like an open little window crack nice so we're just seeing like this you know shaky frame half blocked by a window of the two men laying on the tables 
and they both look very bad. They're like gray. Ugh. The health inspector comes in and handcuffs one of them to the bed. Smart. And takes a blood sample while he, while he's handcuffed. And they're like, okay, we got to um, cuff the other guy to take his blood. As they go over to him, he no. jumps up, attacks. And who's this, Alec to the cop? Wait, who's who? Who's oh, attacking? Oh, oh, who's attacking? It's uh, the cop. So the okay. first one who was bitten. Okay. So we're getting a sense of the speed at which this mm -hmm. gets to you. And he attacks... Oh, oh, oh. Guillaume is also in there. He attacks mm -hmm. Guillaume. Oh, no. Because Guillaume has medical training. And, and the health inspector basically grabs the cop and Manu and is like, Get, let's get out of here. Closes the door after Bless them. Let's them get Guillaume. And is like, um, they're like, Guillaume's in there. Guillaume's in there. And he's like, he's been bitten. Like, he's fucked, basically. Okay, oh, so shit. he knows what the fuck is up in this building. Yeah, yeah it's it seems, like he's seen it before. It's it seems weird. that way. Oh, and, no. And he closes the door. Guillaume is like pounding on the door, <gasps> like, let me out, let me out. And he says, they're both handcuffed to their beds. Like, just stay away from them. He says... That the time it takes to take effect varies by blood type. Oh, God. And within seconds, Guillaume smashes <gasps> through the glass. They all run, panicked. Um, uh, Angela and Pablo, they're all running to get back to the other side of this metal gate thing that they can close down so that they're back in the lobby. They do that. They get it closed in time. They seem to know a lot about how the zombie thing works already. They already know the blood type rule. Yeah, I'm not trusting this health inspector guy. Yeah. Also, like, how, why on earth? I guess timing is everything, but they let these fucking firefighters come here. Mm-hmm. And only and 15 minutes later, they knew there was fucking zombies here. They knew how it works. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Some, some better communication would have really saved a lot of... This is a movie a lot about of grief. the failures of communication. Mm -hmm. oh, like so many horror movies. Like life. So they close down, they close the little metal gate thing. They're on the other side. They're like, okay, tell us what the fuck is going on. You clearly know more than you're saying. The doctor is like, okay, we got a dog. A vet <gasps> call. A vet called there us. It is. Oh, it's the dog. No. The dog shows up again. <laughs> a vet called us and told us that a dog um came in and it it I died i think and mm. then came back to life hyper aggressive they had to tranquilize it with like seven different tranquilizers it one it was attacking all the other animals and they had to euthanize it oh and shit no dog is safe in a horror movie you said the word dog even ones you don't see no yeah this is off screen also you can euthanize a zombie interesting hmm yeah, I'd, I'd say the, the rules on how to kill them are a little confusing in this. It's never fully explained. Um, That's fine. And um, Angela turns to him when he says this and says, was the dog's name Max? So the little girl had said her dog's name was Max. And the guy says, yeah, like, and we, oh, yeah. And we traced him back to his chip, tra traced back to this apartment. 
It's also very funny that he knows that it's like the vet called him and said, we got this dog. His name is Max, by the way. <laughs> Max. Like, he absolutely wouldn't know the dog's name. There's no world in which he would know the dog's name. That's true. But then they all turn to face Yennefer and her mother. And uh, she's like, oh, she just has tonsillitis. Like, it's not she's not sick with that. She just has tonsillitis. And they're like approaching her and they're like, well, we just need to be sure. Like we need to take a blood sample from her. And as they're approaching her, <gasps> Yennefer attack bites her no! mom's face. Oh my God. Jumps down and is like, bah! Oh, and, no! and no. runs upstairs. She's the girl in and, the trailer. Uh-huh. Is and she in they- a nasty nightgown? I feel like she was. Maybe not. Probably. They're all, yeah, they're all like in pajamas. Mm-hmm. She runs upstairs. They can't stop her. They obviously don't want them up to get close to her. But the mom goes to run after her, and they her face gra- was bitten. They grab her, but it's her daughter, and she's like, True. she's having a, a mothering instinct of wanting to still protect her daughter. They grab her. She is gut wrenching, screaming like, "Yennefer, Yennefer!" She's like screaming her daughter's name, bloody murder, and they. She is so, like, frantic that they handcuff her to uh, the staircase, like the staircase banister. I mean, she got bit, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so then the doctor is like, we need to inject Yennefer with this, I don't know, some sort of injection. So they already have a cure for the zombie thing? Is it like a rabies shot or something? They have something. They have something. They're so prepared. And we don't know yet if it is like an antidote or yeah, just a sedative. We don't or, know. Okay. Um, but we go up back into Conchita's apartment and Conchita and the girl are gone. They are not where they were. Mm. I bet they're in that fucking empty penthouse. <laughs> Ooh, that empty penthouse is definitely coming back. <laughs> So they're like scanning the room. It's it's the it's empty. They and then we see Yennefer, and she's just standing there, and she's now covered in blood. And they're kind of calmly approaching her, like it's okay. Like we just need to give you a shot, and then it's gonna be better. And as they get close, she launches at him, and this crazy fight. Like the the sound of these. Scream! I mean, it's almost. I wrote down a coyote fight mixed with a pig squeal. <laughs> oh my god! It's horrible, 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 horrible oh, sounds. No, 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 no. So she, she, it was the um, cop that was trying to give her the shot. So she, she's bitten him, and in the a commotion, like. Um, Angela, Pablo, and Manu are trying to run out of the room, and they turn back and see that the cop is holding the little girl, like holding her, <gasps> holding her back. And he's like, "She bit me! Like, didn't you see? She bit me! Like, run! Like, basically, like, save yourselves!" A little sacrificial move that was kind of unexpected. Oh, yeah. Um, and as they're running out the hall, the old lady pops out. <laughs> oh no! And Manu, like. He has the he still has the mallet that they use to like break down the yes. door. Yes. Wait, she got shot. Mhm. So shooting them does not work. Right. Yeah, she's she's right back to it. Okay. And So the arm girl, where's she? He mallets the old lady in the face 
knocks her down she jumps right back up and then he like melts her again real hard (laughs) and it it knocks her down good they all they all run down stair the staircase Uh, the japanese woman is running up because her father is in the bed she's running up to save her father and he and they're saying like no no no, don't go up there don't go up there and then from below we're hearing like no don't come down here don't come down here (gasps) and it's so like frenetic and stressful and this claustrophobic staircase and so they, they end up running down and the metal gate they're the men on the other side of the gate are basically starting to open it from below. They're they're able to push it up. And so the doctor and uh, Manu are like holding it down, um, but there's no way to lock it. And so it's just them holding it. Angela like goes to help them hold it. And mm. they're like, basically, we can't hold it. The mom is locked, handcuffed to the... Um, staircase and Angela's like well how do we unlock her how do we unlock her like we got to get her out of here where are the keys for the handcuffs and they're like well the cop had the keys it's the cops handcuffs and so they're like we can't unlock her and the mom why do we want to unlock her I think because at this point she is still human and they're I feel like just they don't want to leave her in that state. Yeah, I think they're not thinking it through I, totally. I think you guys would leave her there. <laughs> but it is really sad. She's screaming like, "You can't! Don't leave me here! Don't leave me here! Please, oh, please, please!" I hate that. I hate that. Uh, the health inspector kind of looks at them in a weird way and then runs upstairs and they're like what the fuck like help me hold this door closed and basically they're like we can't. I'm not going to be able to hold it. Like we all got to fucking make a run for it and they run they run upstairs the woman is scream mom is screaming like don't leave me here all the zombie guys go straight for her and oh, like Jesus. are like ripping so if she wasn't her up gone yeah. yet she's gone she's, now Ooh, they're ripping her well up. did ah! you say what the fuck well, biting biting her um and oh. the racist old man like calls them into his apartment and is like come come in here and here and here and they close the door behind them and the zombies like come up quickly afterwards and are banging on the door. But this is a pretty sturdy. So these are fast zombies. They're fast. And this, but this is a pretty sturdy door. And Caesar is like, so in, in the room now we have um, Angela, Pablo, Manu and Caesar. And Angela is freaking out saying those men were eating that woman. Like they were eating her. Like what the fuck is happening? They were literally eating her alive. Gross, gross, gross. And Caesar is like, it's okay. Like, they can't get in here. We just stay here until they come and save us. And she's like, no one's fucking coming to save us. Like, they don't give a shit about us. Like, obviously, they're they're locking us away to just Yeah, they're leaving us here. They're leaving us here to die. And Caesar's like, they care about the doctor. They'll come for the doctor. And they're like, where the the fuck is the doctor? Like, he's not here. He ran. And he's like, no, he's in here. He's in here. And Manu is like... Manu's like, that motherfucker, like he's pissed that he left them to not hold the gate closed anymore and runs in to he's in the like bathroom, I guess, or like a (laughs) hallway. And he runs in like, you asshole. And the doctor's like, I'm bitten. I'm bitten. I'm like, stay away from me. He ran away to to get himself away from everybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh And the doctor like pushes him out of this room and it closes this other little gate. I guess it's not a bathroom. It's like another little hallway and closes a little gate 
locks it and throws the key out. This doctor is very responsible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's like, leave me. And the cop who is now a zombie had the syringe. He's the only one who had the. Yeah. Yeah. That's not great. No, I don't. Yeah. And so they're like, well, fuck, like, let's. I'm going to jump out of a fucking window or something. And they start going to. Uh, so and the reason they're not is there's a SWAT team on the other side. What with but, like guns? Yeah, I think the building is surrounded. And as they try to start opening the window from the loudspeaker again, they say, stay away from the windows or we will be forced to take drastic measures. And so. Oh, good God. I mean, I guess they really don't want a whole zombie outbreak in the entire yeah, country. Yeah, I guess so. that part I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Caesar says, I think I know a way out. There's an underground storage area. And oh, Henley, you're going to hate that. <laughs> no, 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 no. And that it might, I think it leads to the sewer system. <gasps> Even worse. Um, but the door is locked. We're talking dark and filthy. <laughs> yeah, they're going to Shawshank their way out. <laughs> um, but it's locked and Manu's like well where's the key where's the key and he's like the intern has the key um, he has all the keys he's the building manager he has all of the keys it, it, probably in his room and as he's saying this the doctor like hands burst out through the gate <gasps> and grab Caesar bite his head Oh, no. and blood is like pouring down his head and Angela oh. bless her is still like trying to save him and like pull him away oh, no. I'm sorry Angela but, but no <laughs> it's done but it's no. done I, no <laughs> and Manu Manu has gotten the picture and he's like he's been bitten we, let's fucking go and we need to get to this intern's room and uh, get these keys and get out through this sewer system and She's like, which room is he in? And he's like, fuck. I don't know. I don't know which room is his. They like look out. This is our beauty here. What room is he in before you die? They're now, I think, on the second floor is where Caesar's room was. And they're like looking up and looking down. There's like horrible screams coming from both up and down. And oh, they're like, which way do we go? And he's like, well, we can go look at the mailboxes and see which one is his. So they have to but go down and, and up. So they'll have to go no. down and then back up. And it's just the three of them now. Manu, Angela, and yes. Pablo, yeah? Yes. Oh, no, oh, no. So they run down. And then from below, the Japanese man is running up. Who He is now zombie. And Manu punches him in the face and snaps his neck like okay it's all right very quick and he just is like manu's trying to fucking survive this he is he's doing it i will i want Mm -hmm. manu on my side yeah we're we're Mm -hmm. we're feeling good about having manu on our on our team here Mm -hmm. um so they run down they go to the mailboxes and uh, figure out which apartment is the is the interns, and then as they turn back, they see the mom handcuffed to the staircase, who is now full zombie, and one of her hands is still handcuffed, but one is free. I assume because it was either eaten off oh. or something, but she is kind of like because she has some uh range of motion now. They, like, didn't notice her when they ran down because they were too frantic, but now they realize, like, oh, she might be able to reach us, and we have to pass her again to go back up uh, the stairs. Jesus Christ. 
The str- I mean, the thing that really gets me about movies like this, I'm so stressed. It's very, hearing it's very it. stressful. I guess, is it a release, Sammy, from like your own stress I think to so. watch something I think like it, this? I think it must be that. I was thinking about that because I really enjoyed it. Like, I was really... Happy because that that's I the saw thing this. about anxiety, right? Like we <laughs> always search for a place to put it. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is helpful to feel stressed in a context like this because your body does somehow release some of that, but it's not on anything in your own head. Yeah, I think I do wonder. Yeah, yeah, because I did. I liked this movie. <laughs> I liked watching it, and I I did have a moment of being like, "How do I like this? <laughs> why Why <laughs> do I like this?" And I think that's right. I think it is like controlled anxiety that's like not happening to me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But OK, so they have to run past zombie mom. They're like, fuck it. Let's do it. Zombie mom. <laughs> they they run. She charges at them, making all sorts of horrible screams. But so our other zombie friends are not down in the lobby. No, I guess oh, not. No, um, there's some it's hard to keep track of everyone in this building. Seems like most people at this point, though, are zombies. Yes, it does seem that way. So they they run past her. They successfully make it past her, though it's very scary. And as they're running up, that teenage girl from before <gasps> runs yep. down. She's not dead. And she makes horrible, horrible screams. <laughs> Launch- I love that everyone is described at this point. It's just, it's horrible. It's bad. They make horrible oh, you'd, you'd hate it. Oh, you'd hate to hear it. Um, and, and she, like, scares them enough that the camera drops. And so we get this scene from, like, the floor angle. So we see only their feet. And again, you see teenage zombie girl's underwear she's not wearing pants and it's just like her underwear and you hear that manu has her in like a in like a strangle hold Uh and he is strangling her and she's dying and like screaming and dying and we just see her like feet flopping around in her underwear and it's like such an upsetting shot that's horrible also i understand it's the point of the movie we're watching a movie but pablo Put the camera down and fucking run for yeah, it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I will say they do like address that a, a, a few times with um, Angela being like, people need to see what's happening here. People need to see what's happening. So she's you like, you film it, Angela. <laughs> I'm trying to not die. Yeah, fair. Absolutely. I think people have seen enough, too, at this point. I think or people would get it. Yeah, camera you as get a it. weapon. Get I, I am chucking <laughs> this camera at a zombie's head for sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but so then we hear Angela crying in a really, really gut wrenching way that we haven't heard her cry before. And she panics, says she bit me. She bit me. I got bitten. And, um, and Pablo says, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. Like I saw it. I was watching Angela. She didn't bite you. It's okay. And Angela is just like sobbing like I I got bit I got bit she bit me and he's screaming no you didn't no you didn't um and then the lights in the building turn off and there's oh, a no. god we've been waiting for this we've been waiting for this the only thing worse than bad lighting is no lighting <laughs> no oh man imagine being in an apartment fi- filled with zo- apartment building filled with zombies and no lights on it's pretty bad 
Yeah, you definitely want to just jump out the window at that. Uh, point. Yeah, I feel like in moments like this, I'm like, just fucking kill me. Like, get yeah. me out of the like. Can you I don't want to get eaten alive I by guess another you, yeah, human. I guess you, your adrenaline, all you can think about is surviving. Yeah, I think but so. I imagine being that scared, like really <sighs> that scared. Yeah, I would be paralyzed. I wouldn't be able to I make want a single to decision. Die just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. All my anxiety, all my real fear, my scariest moments have been mental. They've been of my own doom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like mental making. Mm -hmm. But having an actual like life situation, being killed by a zombie right now. I feel like (laughs) I'm from a zombie right now. It'd be fucking no. awful. <laughs> it would be awful. I'm basically trying to say that it would be awful <laughs> in case in case we needed that little um uh yeah, just so commentary just so to uh, to help us figure out. Yeah, it would be bad mm-hmm. is what I think. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so Angela yells at Pablo to turn the camera light on. He turns it on, and the Japanese woman is right there, no. lunges at him. Manu sees it, grabs her. And then yells, Angela, the mallet. Angela gives him the mallet and he he raises it above his head as he's about to smash her head in. And the camera like turned like they just continue running. It's like it's good. Like this shot specifically stood out to me as just like, damn, this is good camera work because it's like just not showing you him bashing this woman's head in. But like, you know, do it's we happening ever and see you hear it. Pablo or do we just we like, do not hear we do not see Pablo. No, I wonder. I'm now I'm very curious. Oh, if that's kind of interesting. Pablo is a like a DP if if they have right. a. Right. They must, right? That's got to be. Yeah. 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 Which is, I feel like other found footage movies we've done, the camera is either like in Paranormal, it's like security footage mm-hmm. or Blair Witch. They are all doing the camera, but they probably have a legit cameraman like, right. filming this movie. Right. Which is very cool. Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I wish I had done some research. Because not really an actor. I mean, right. in this, he's, right. he's really an actor. But I mean, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I mean it's good. It's good, effective camera work for this purpose. I I'm impressed and very upset. <laughs> um, but okay, so now they're they're running up. They they now know which room uh, Guillaume lived in, and so they 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 get there. They open the door. Um, they are they are searching for the keys. But it's kind of a big apartment, and imagine just, like, looking... They're, like, ransacking it. They're, like, opening every drawer, like, where the fuck are they? They can't find them. It's so stressful. keys to a fucking, like, basement sewer situation. Yeah, and, like, they are hearing screeches in all parts of the building now. And then we hear that kind of, like, low battery sound on the camera where it's like... And it goes quiet for a second. And so it's still filming, but it's not recording audio. And for the rest of the movie, the audio kind of dips in and out. Like it's only <gasps> able to record Ooh, audio some of the time. And it's like oh, malfunctioning cool. a bit. And it's so scary seeing like, so you always think sound is the scariest. And I mean, I do think sound is one of the most important things in horror, but it's still very fucking scary to see like shaky handheld footage and people panicking with no sound it's like yeah well and like then if it kicks back like every time it kicks back in that would mm-hmm. be jarring i imagine too mm-hmm. 
Um, and then they finally find a ring of like 30 keys. There's so many. And she's like, which fucking one is it? And they're like, just take them all. Just take them all. And um, they're they're trying to run. She's like, where did Manu go? Where did Manu go? They, she looks over the banister on the stairwell and literally a zombie like pops his head out from every floor and looks up like, ah! <laughs> like oh it's like almost a funny shot but it is also just like oh fuck like there's so many of them and they're all below which is like where they want to go I they think have to go. Yeah. yeah and they're just like well we can't they run up because all of them start running up and they're like we have no choice we have to run up and they run up into that penthouse, baby. There we go, baby. Oh, the penthouse no. returns. Oh, no. And they close the door behind. It is pitch black. Angela is basically hyperventilating. She's she's so she's so panicked. And Pablo's like trying to calm her down. Like, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. And um, like, don't worry, this is the apartment that was sealed off. No one's in here. Cause it's it's dark and and she's like, I don't care. Like, turn on the fucking light, get the camera light back on. And he turns on the camera light. And this apartment is not, oh is not good. <laughs> oh, no! Sammy, no, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I know you were thinking that this was going to be the happy the shock ending. of the movie. <laughs> you kept calling it a penthouse. A penthouse, by As, definition, it has, has to be nice. It has to be good. If I know one thing about penthouses, it's that they are good and nice. Thought we were going to be making a cocktail and... We're putting on gowns. We're wearing furs. We are drinking champagne. Oh, no, no, no. Not in this penthouse. In this penthouse, we've got lots of religious icons. We've got crosses on every wall lots of jesus lots of jesus statues and now does god protect you from zombies well here's where things get fun so there's okay there's uh there's newspaper clippings all over all of the walls it's filthy there is like medical equipment in there there's like beakers and shit (laughs) oh my god did this person make the virus well, they're like, she's like, what the fuck is all of this? What is this? They're reading newspaper clippings on the wall. And she's like, Pablo, look at this. The headline is Vatican is investigating possible possession of a girl. Oh, my God. We're getting demons also. <laughs> this is where I was really like, oh, my God. I was not expecting this. Whoa. And we read some of the the, the articles on the wall. It's uh, the Madero girl. It's what it's all referring to, Madero girl. And she's like, these, all of these clippings are about the same fucking girl. What the fuck is this? And then we hear footsteps running above them. They're again in the, in the penthouse, the top floor. There's no floor above them. And she's like, what the fuck is that? They run into the next room again, covered in newspaper clippings, not uh, just as bad as the last room. And um, she finds like... Is there furniture and stuff? Yeah, there's furniture. Just everything is covered in like newspaper clippings and files and like kind of like hoardery and like tons of like religious icon things. And she's going through medical files of this. They find medical files of this girl, the Madero girl. And then they find a tape recorder. And she's like, what is happening? Presses play on this tape recorder. 
and we hear a man's voice say, I finally isolated the enzyme. The problem is that it's unstable. It deteriorates when it comes into contact with oxygen. But I'm optimistic. If it all goes well, we will have a vaccine soon. And she's like, what the fuck is he talking about? What the fuck is he talking about? Fast forwards. And we hear him now say, something unexpected happened. The enzyme is not only resistant, but it has mutated. It behaves much like flu. This leads us to a horrible conclusion. It might be contagious. The telegram from Rome has has arrived. The Medeiros girl must die. I must eliminate her and all signs of her existence. And Pablo says the Madeira girl, must. she must have been here. She must have been here. And um, Angela's like, I don't like this. I don't like this. We need to like get the fuck out of here. And so that he was trying to create a vaccine for being possessed. I mean, we don't we don't get a lot of answers here. I would I but maybe maybe they maybe called they, whatever she had being yeah, possessed. They, they, yes. they thought it was possession and it was this virus. Right. It was, whatever it is. Yeah. Um okay. and so they're kind of they they run, they're just like, fuck this, let's see if we can find a way out through here. But it's still the tape is still playing, so we he- still hear uh the man saying, Finally, my prayers have been answered. This decision should have been made years ago. So but this apartment has been empty for years and years Years, and now we're finding out that even when he was there him and the Madeiros girl were there for years I guess if he's saying this should have been made years ago he says this has all been a big mistake I must follow the procedure I'm going to seal off the room sealing her in should work if if anything goes wrong god help us all Oh, well, something went wrong. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So his plan is just to seal her in. In a fucking apartment room? And, like, let her like... let her die in there, I guess. What? Let her starve to death. How... What? That's too risky. That's not how this works. You can't. Too risky. Just shut her into a regular apartment. <laughs> if you have a situation where, like, this person needs to be sealed off from society to die, don't just get them a penthouse. <laughs> also, how was he like taking care of her before? We don't and know. who is he? We don't know. We don't know any this of this. Is, I have so many questions. I have a lot Why of don't questions they make, too. They have to make a prequel. I mean, there's three sequels. But what about a prequel? Mm-hmm. So one of them might be a, se- a prequel. What about just sort of a document that explains? Yeah. <laughs> or a docu-series on Rex. I would like a docu-series. <laughs> um, so they're running and then... A jump scare, an attic door falls open. No. That's where the sound... Oh, my God, the Madeira girl's in the attic. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. And Pablo, this crazy motherfucker, is like, maybe there's an exit through the attic. We gotta go. Sir, Sir, don't go to the attic. If things are bad, if things are bad, and a door opens itself, (laughs) you don't go through that door. It's crazy. You do not. And Angela, to, to her credit, is like, fuck no, I'm not fucking going in there. Like, don't you dare go in there. And he's like, okay, I'll raise the camera i'll film what's in there and so just oh, a just, us, just it, we get it. to see the whole rotating oh, what's this plan to immediately review the footage <laughs> yeah, like, I, guess, I guess so and so we just now are doing a 360 scan of a scary scary attic and you know something's gonna be in there <laughs> and eventually a little boy slams his hand onto the camera it goes black we hear pablo yell shit the fucking light broke he broke the light 
and Angela screaming and screaming like what was up there what was up there um uh it's completely pitch black Pablo's like it's okay it's okay I'll turn on I have the night vision I'll turn on the night vision now we're in night vision the other scariest way to be (laughs) and it does definitely go in that order too it's fluorescent nasty light no light night night vision Mm -hmm. that's the order of scary (laughs) and Mm -hmm. we see um Angela you know the look of just someone who can't see and she is feeling or she is waving her arms around screaming I hate that and they filmed it one of the trivias was like they actually filmed it in complete pitch black and so she really couldn't see and it was like well yeah I mean how else I guess would you film it but it's hard yeah it (laughs) is hard to get that like look of right unfocused eyes but you know what I mean yes yes and it's like it makes them like ooh just this nasty like glassy look to them they like they look almost like Uh... opaque your eyes it's so creepy so he's reaching for it so he's like it's okay it's okay and as he like touches her she's like "Ah!" like screaming he's like it's okay it's it's me it's me and we still are uncertain about if she was bitten yes she says she was she said she was and i feel like she would know better than he would but i mean yeah it's like it's a hard thing to be unsure about (laughs) yeah that was one of my uh qualms while watching i was like I was like, just look. You can see. Yeah, right. <laughs> like where? But I guess. Yeah. The, I yeah. guess the light did go off right then. Sure, but like then I would trust the woman who says I was bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But okay, okay. Um. So okay, now we're in night vision and we're scanning the room, and we don't see the little boy again. I don't know who he was. I've got a question. <laughs> <laughs> And we're scanning the room and we see something in the distance from further back in the apartment. And Pablo is like, shh, 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 there's something here. There's something here. And this silhouette is not good. Oh, no. And it, the, it, here's our Javier Botet. <laughs> oh, oh, no. You know it's not going to be good. You know. Oh. Um, and it is the, we're to assume this is the Madeiro girl. It, uh, she has very, very long white hair. Her face is, I don't even know how to describe it. Her, her like jaw almost looks like it has collapsed. Like she has no, oh, she has like no God. chin and just kind of like bloody mouth. This is also no. like through night vision. But other than that, she's incredibly tall and skinny. And yeah, Javier Botet is very limby. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Long, long limbs. And again, she is just in underwear. So her boobs are out. She has saggy, <gasps> saggy boobs. Oh, she's old She's now. old. Zombies age. Fascinating. Uh, but she can't, she can't see them. And so Pablo is like... She, she can't see. She can't see. Be quiet. Be quiet. And again, Angela is basically hyperventilating and she's just like, <laughs> and the, the Madeira girl comes in and basically starts like 
messing around in the kitchen like she's clanking with like pots and pans it's really weird like, i don't know what she's doing but he's like we got we can sneak by her we can sneak by her she's cooking <laughs> she's busy in the kitchen and oh my god wait and i'm sorry i should remember this but manu is yes Ma- so sorry when she looked over the banister and all of the zombies like popped their heads up manu was one of them okay bye mm-hmm. manu bye, manu is no longer Okay. And so, so, she, so, so the uh, the zombies cooking. <laughs> She's at her in the kitchen, and yeah. cooking, and they're sneaking by her. We're getting this night vision look of her like back, and then she notices them. Of course, she does. She turns, and we see her knock the camera. Camera falls. We can't see what's going on. We just hear horrible screams and pa- Pablo screams. Uh, the camera is like spinning for a second we see that angela has found it and is trying to use it to see what's happening and she spins it and we see well actually first we had seen uh the madero girl like slam her fists against the wall like almost like having a tantrum which i thought was interesting because she's been in there i guess since she is a girl oh she just was like locked away Mm -hmm. yeah and then uh Angela pans the camera and we see that she is, in fact, eating Pablo. Yeah. Oh, God. And yep. then, Bye, Pablo. And then she turns to Angela and her long arm smacks the camera ah. out of her hand. The camera falls and we see Angela has also fallen, fallen right framed perfectly in front of the camera so we can just see angela's face i mean angela's used to being on television she knows how yes it works. oh my she knows god how to find her find her find her mark hit her mark and um yes and so she is laying on the ground like looking frantically around and then also trying to be quiet because now uh the madeira girl we don't know where she is anymore and it's quiet for a second and then, as if she is pulled from her angles, ankles, Angela is pulled out of frame, screaming. Mm. And that is the end of the movie. <gasps> oh, oh, my God! <laughs> you know, I love an fuck? ending like that because at a certain point, you're just like, yeah, I mean, you're not getting out of <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, right? there are there's, no survivors. There's no, no survivors. fucking way you get out of this. Yeah. Are you no. kidding me? Everyone's a zombie. You're dead. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not looking good. No survivors. Oh, Those are the scariest shit. horror movies, though. The ones where just everyone dies. There yeah. isn't even a final girl. Like, it's there's just nothing. everyone. There's nothing. No, we're just done. She is a final yeah. girl, but then the final girl dies. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I think the Madero girl's the final girl. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. How did the Madeira girl even survive? Like, what was she doing in the kitchen? Cooking! Like, <laughs> what was she doing that whole time? She learned to cook! Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of unanswered questions, which I kind of like, and it, it really makes me want to see the sequels, because I think it gets more into the kind of religious, the religion side the of things. Um, and the sequels are all so they made a remake, but then the sequels are all Spanish films, I would imagine. Right. The like legit. Sequels. I think so. I think so. But yeah, man, the fucking makeup on Javier Botet is really fucking scary. I mean, he's incredible. So he has um, 
Marfan syndrome and it's a genetic disorder that yeah affects your connective tissue and makes you have like very long limbs so he is six foot seven and weighs 123 pounds holy <gasps> shit man he found his fucking calling that rules i i mean yeah i was like i need to look up photos of him regularly to 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 not be scared of the Madeiro girl and it really helped so if you've watched this movie and you're scared of the Madeiro girl I'm gonna look it up just look up yeah. Javier Botet he's super cute and I just he seems delightful um yeah and he was we'll post we'll post some photos of him he is really cute he was mama he was slender man he's been in the conjuring he's been in he was in it chapter two yes I think he was in an insidious he's a perfect slender man yeah uh, I went on a whole Doug Jones thing with Doug Jones is an actor who's also in a lot of Guillermo del Toro movies. Uh-huh. He plays um the dude whose name I don't remember in Shape of Water. But uh the, oh and um in Pan's Labyrinth, the hand uh-huh, uh uh-huh. eyeballs yeah. guy. Um but I went on a thing with him too because I had listened to he was in an episode of um fucking Wait Wait Don't Tell Me that Eugene Cordero, uh-huh. previous of our podcast guest who I just absolutely adore, was a guest on and so I got really into looking up uh Doug Jones. Also really limmy really specific weird body Mm -hmm. weird you you get what i mean weird is subjective he's got a perfect body we all do but well suited for creature stuff yeah it's it it is interesting because it is like we have been so shown that there's like only one body that's okay to have basically like i feel like Mm -hmm. we don't see a lot of different bodies (gasps) and then we have to post this picture Henley. i'm gonna make you post this picture yeah send it Wow, that's wild. And wow, I like, I do, yeah, of course, these roles are perfect, but it's also like, can we see them in also non monster roles? <laughs> like, yeah, right, right exactly. Right. Like, do we need to other them even yeah. more? And I think you're right, Sammy. It's like, I mean, every, every body that lets you live and move is. A perfect body. A body is meant to carry your organs mm-hmm. <laughs> and like let you live. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've just decided which ones are aesthetically good, right? Uh, and which are aesthetically freaky or whatever. Right. And like, right? It's just a person with a body. Yeah. Not to turn this into a whole fucking thing. I understand. I'm just like a fucking <laughs> petite white lady who the fuck cares what I have to say about anything, but. It is just a, such an interesting conversation once you begin to peel back the layers. I would love to see him cast as not a, mo- a monster in something. That would be cool. Yeah. I want to look up interviews with, with him I, Yeah, now, I watched a few. Uh, because I, I also am like, I mean, it must also be such, imagine him like growing up, right? Like it was such a challenge to be that quote unquote not normal person mm-hmm. in every circumstance in your life. And I want to know how he came about the decision to be like, I'm going to fucking use this mm-hmm. to be this guy and I'm going to have a fucking incredible career and I'm going to be the guy who does this thing. Yeah, I mean, he's fucking he's great in it and he's great in all these other he's like got such a good like presence and his like, yeah, I mean, he's great. I yeah, love he, him. Yeah, we talked a lot about in our, our mama episode, the way mama moves is like spectacular. Right. It is so cool. Right. Like him as a performance performance artist is so yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great. Wow, man! But yeah, I have a lot Dang. of fucking questions about about this movie. We like, need to how do did, some sequels? How did, how did the dog 
get it. Where was the transmission? You know? Yeah. Where was the transmission? That was never yes. answered. When did, you know, I guess to, your, to answer your question, like, what is she eating? Maybe dogs. <laughs> maybe yeah, she maybe finds a way pets. to eat dogs. And how long can a zombie survive without being fed? Clearly a long time. A long time. Like. Long enough for her tits to sag. <laughs> um, Javier Botet was in The Conjuring 2. Mm-hmm. As the part we all liked the least, Crooked Man. Ah, uh, that makes <gasps> that sense. That makes sense. Of course he was Crooked Man. Ooh, that was a creepy Very one. Very cool. And I would really, I, I will say this, you will enjoy looking up. Again, we're not talking about him, but I went down a rabbit hole and I'm interested. You will enjoy looking up Doug Jones. Just do a Google search and and Doug Jones actor, because there's also a politician named Doug Jones. Doug Jones actor, the photos of him in a Google image search are very interesting. He likes to contort himself. And I don't think he has this same condition. I think Mm -hmm. he just is a a tall, thin man. Yes. (laughs) But he photographs in ways that draw attention yeah to his body yeah i mean it's a, it's, it's, it's like it's a it's a form of performing right it's like using your body as art and it is yes doug jones was a mime for a while right mm. <sighs> sammy thank you so much for hey you guys you're welcome doing the goddamn service of watching a, a horror movie service. for us I would never watch this movie. And and I'll go ahead and say this, too. I don't think my mom can listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, this is not one for your mom, I think Emily. she'll find it to be too upsetting, particularly that mother-daughter zombie Yeah, that's the whole shit. That's daughter like not, stuff. It's not going to be good for her personally, yep. which is maybe good because I did mention erotic dreams with the cast of Riverdale. So perhaps <laughs> good for me. <laughs> good all around. Yeah, so we'll have to do some sequels because we have some answers that hopefully those will, you know, some questions those will answer. Mm -hmm. We're also getting close to when we'll have to pick our um, holiday horror, which is fun. Yeah, so if you guys have any holiday horror suggestions. Yes, we had, yeah. I mean, we could always just do Krampus every year. We could do Krampus again. We could do Krampus again. We had intended to do potentially Black Christmas last year, which maybe we'll end up doing... I hear the yeah, original do, is quite good. We should do Black Christmas. But I loved Krampus. And there's only one Christmas horror, as far as I know, that stars our gal, Tony Collette. It's true. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, should we scream our goodbye? I think we should. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Quiet scream. Oh, no. Not a huge scream. Our best version of a coyote a pig squeal. <laughs> yes, a coyote fight pig squeal. Oh, coyote fight pig squeal. Goodbye. I don't know if I'm going to do any, anything close to that. I don't know, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I will like, try. Scream, okay, whisper. I will try. So, whisper, okay. like a low volume coyote fight pig squeal. <laughs> Goodbye. From all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you liked the episode, you like the show, or you're just in a really great mood, head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, a review, subscribe, follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast for cool things like bonus episodes, bingo cards, the feeling of supporting a thing that you love, which isn't it really 
priceless, though there is a small price. Um, but it goes to helping us keep making your very, very um, favorite podcast, hopefully. Anyway, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening, and we will see you right back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.